If I am alive on April 5th, 2063, mm -hmm. at 78 years old, I am going to go back and listen to this episode of the podcast. And we'll make a follow-up. <laughs> we'll make a follow-up. And I'll be like, wow, I was not very good looking as a young man. I remembered myself being better looking than I actually was. Yeah. <laughs> I barely even look any different. <laughs> I'll still be wearing a Fear Factory shirt and an, and an Amon Marth hoodie. listeners to episode 28 of the laser comb podcast where your favorite two hosts born and bred in the late to mid 80s <laughs> comb through classic television with a fine tooth laser i am one of your hosts neocal bumbling through every single intro and i am joined by the prestigious spicy mr siege <laughs> Mr. Siege. Uh, uh, actually, I prefer to be uh, either uh, Chief Siege or uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Siege. I was going to say Lieutenant Commander Siege. Yeah, Lieutenant yeah. Commander Siege. <laughs> that, that, that rolls off the tongue more. Born in 1985, I'll have you know. So quite literally the mid-80s. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit after. Yeah, uh, I missed out on those, uh, missed out on those, uh, those sweet, sweet... Uh, early 90s cartoons and early 90s tv shows like star trek the next generation which like is star what we're trek talking the next about. generation um we are actually going over uh episode 117 of all of the next generation which is episode 17 of season five it is called the outcast uh, yeah, I find, I find it interesting that uh, episode 117 and ended up being episode 17 of season nice. five. <laughs> All of season fives, it's 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 that like OCD isn't the right word. It's that um joy when things line up by coincidence because all of season five, right? Like um season uh season five episode one, hundred and first episode. So the the numbers uh correlate. Yeah. 104 is episode four. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, nice. <laughs> I dig yeah, it. And it's, uh, it's called Outcast. Uh, it premiered March 16th, 1992. Uh, yeah. This, um, uh, I was a big fan of Star Trek The Next Generation when I was a kid. I still am. I, in, in fact, I'm a fan of Star Trek in general. Um, I, this is a time where I was actually watching uh, Next Generation episodes as they were airing so starting with uh i think it was like season three season three or season four was around the time when i actually started watching the 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 episodes as they were airing and i i remember seeing a lot especially the later season like season six and seven uh, i thought I, I wasn't a trekkie but same i'm like wait a second i remember this yeah wait a yeah. second i remember as I'm looking through like the little synopsis, I, I, I must have watched more than I, I gave myself credit for because indeed, even this episode, The Outcast, uh, I recall watching. I, I rewatched through uh, all of Next Generation on Netflix about uh, two years ago in uh, 2020. Just decided to go through the show start to finish to see because I was curious. I had always said that I'd always 
thought that I had probably seen every episode of Next Generation. And so I'm like, I'm going to watch through every every episode in order just to test this theory. And indeed, um, I remembered every single episode. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting thing about... Uh, and like uh, as we we got to the later seasons, I, I I got to a point where like even just from the cold open, like right away, I'd know exactly what episode it was. I'm like I'm like oh they're they're playing poker. Uh, if the Enterprise suddenly blows up at, at the end of the cold open, this is the time loop episode. Lo and behold, it was the time loop episode. <laughs> I think there would be an interesting. It would only really work for people that were like really into certain genres of pop pop culture. But I think there could be like an interesting kind of like game show where you show the contestants like 10 seconds of the opening and they right. have to like buzz in and be like, uh, like, you know, like this, this show. Or if it was just about one show, like which episode it is. I think that could be entertaining. So you're thinking of like a TV version of like music trivia, basically. Yeah. Like it. Like there you go. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The, because I've been there. It's not with this one, but I've been in the situation where I've walked in and I've seen my partner watching something, and I've I've talked about this with you before. And like a car will like drive through a parking lot, and I'll be like, Groundhog Day, and she'll you like turn and like look at me, and she'll be like, How? <laughs> <laughs> No, I had actually only seen Groundhog Day for the first time uh, in like maybe 2015, 2016. It's simultaneously better than I remember as a kid, but worse in different <laughs> in different ways. Uh, as a kid, I didn't realize all of Bill Murray's characters, Ghostbusters, uh, Groundhog Day, all everything Bill Murray's in. Um, they're all sleazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a guy thing or a kid thing or just like a remnant of the 80s and 90s, but like the sleazy dude who kind of comes around and gets the girl. Not really, not really a big fan of that. I, I know that was my takeaway of uh, Groundhog Day. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, the, there, there's some, uh, some, some ethical uh, uh, questions that we should be having <laughs> about what like, he's shouldn't doing. Shouldn't he just move on instead of using like, 5,000 days of like learning somebody to like emotionally manipulate them into yeah. loving him. Hmm. Nah, weird. <laughs> but again, uh, speaking of watching things as a kid, th th you seem to follow the show and like the show when you were young. I did. Yeah. So. Uh, real, real quick on the, uh, the, the issue of time loops, uh, uh, Palm Springs, much better, much better uh, time loop movie than Groundhog Day. That was interesting. Because that's kind of a, a that's kind of about characters that instead of becoming better, kind of just learn that everything's shit, shit here. <laughs> uh, they 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 kind of just learn that uh, their takeaway is that nothing really matters. It's a very it it's a it, it's kind of a cynical film. Quite funny though. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I cannot endorse. <laughs> it was okay for me. Um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I actually uh, learned the the concept of TV seasons from this show. As I remember, the end of season three. I remember watching the end of season three when it originally aired in uh, like nineteen eighty nine. So I would have been like four years old, and that's the one where uh, Picard gets assimilated by the Borg. 
and it ends right. with that with that with that uh excellent cliffhanger ending where um they are like Picard has become Locutus of Borg and he's like shit talking uh <laughs> uh Commander right. Riker and they're like uh they're like oh our our weapon that we've that we've made out of the deflector dish or whatever uh is uh is charged and ready to go and they're like oh it's Captain Picard and uh it uh the camera just like pans pans around uh Riker and he's like Mr. Worf fire and then it just credits it's a great cliffhanger um so i excitedly as a child tuned in the following week to see the conclusion as and, a child uh, does yeah <laughs> to see the conclusion and uh it was a rerun of an episode from earlier in the season and i was pretty upset about it so i asked my grandfather i was like i, I was like what's up with this why isn't the the continuation on he's like oh that was the season finale i'm like what's that he's like oh tv shows like they they have seasons where they have like x number of episodes and they like that only air like every week for a certain certain period i'm heavily paraphrasing but certain amount of time throughout the year and then it take the show takes a break for the summer and then comes back in the fall and in the meantime they still run that in that slotted airtime yeah but but they'll it's just usually reruns they'll just show reruns from uh either the the latest season dragon or... ballsy <laughs> uh so i and so my grandfather explained this to me and it um like i was a smart kid and like i understood uh i i understood media from a very young age um and so I, like i got the concept right away and i was like oh okay so I guess I'll just wait until September to watch the next episode. That's so long away. <laughs> Wake me up when <laughs> September arrives. Because because you know when you're four years old, uh, like what is it like three or four months feels like twenty years. Oh man, when you're ten, twelve, like it's like oh I'll be a different person by then. Will I even like Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, turns out. Well, I, I have gotten married and divorced already by then. <laughs> Will I uh, even still be alive? <laughs> is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Uh, lo and behold, I still uh, I still enjoyed Star Trek. Those mere several months later, and then meanwhile, when you're 37, you're like Jesus Christ, where are the years going? What do you mean it's not skies? <laughs> what do you mean it's not 2015 anymore? That's uh maybe it's just because I'm in my 30s now and 2015 was when I turned 30, but like the last like seven years in particular have kind of just blown by for me. And uh Yeah not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Not not a fan of uh of progression of time. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, remember like sometime last year when we blah, 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 whoever I'm talking to will be like, that was 2019. And I'll just like kind of thousand yard stare and be like, what? that wasn't last year. <laughs> like, no, that was three years ago. And I'll be like, I, uh, I, I, I'm with you there. Anyway, so I just thought that that little, uh, little anecdote about, uh, 
Star Trek, me, me learning the notion of TV season specifically from, uh, uh, from Star Trek, the next generation, so thanks, but, Star Trek, <laughs> thanks, Star Trunk. We, we barely knew you. We barely knew ye, and yet we cannot escape you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as you mentioned, this is uh, season five, episode 17, The Outcast. So the, the Enterprise goes to, shows up at uh, this planet, and everyone on there, as they, as they approach the planet, uh, the song Hey Ya uh, by uh, Outcast is playing. Mm-hmm. Just in space, you know, they've got, they've got the space, they've got the volume turned up really loud. And they're like, remember this classic from like almost 200 years ago, one, two, three, four. (laughs) (laughs) And Worf comes out, my baby, she don't mess around because she is a loyal warrior who only serves me. And this, I know for sure. (laughs) Actually a pretty good Worf. (laughs) Thanks. That's a, that's a pretty good Worf impression. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they go to this planet uh, uh, made up of um, this race of people called uh, the Janai. They're a race of uh, ed- purely androgynous people. Interestingly enough, there's also a race of uh, people in Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, called the Janai, although it is spelled differently, and they are most definitely not androgynous. They are... Janai. They are a militaristic race in the oh, first in the early it. seasons of uh Star Trek or Star Trek. Almost said Star Trek Atlantis. One of those star uh Star Trek Atlantis. <laughs> Let's make it happen, folks. <laughs> uh Star Trek Atlantis, the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and uh not only are they um <laughs> androgynous, um they uh there's no um uh, what's what's the term? There's they reproduce uh, not asexually because that means they don't need a partner. Uh, not not sexually. They reproduce sexually, but they don't have by they don't have two sexes. Uh, yeah, they're they look at me uh, not being able to think of <laughs> words. The the main uh, the main uh, Jedi guest star in this episode is a character named Soren. Soren, uh, yeah, yeah, Soren. Uh, and, uh, they explain at one point in the episode that they reproduce in, um, like DNA from, from two Jedi oh, is put into this, like this character, into this husk thing. This character at first was very kudos to Star Trek because in Star Trek, everybody's a professional, right? Yeah. And everybody's not. And when they interact with other races too, they're interacting with professionals from other races and over the course of the show they they let out a little bit more a little bit more and they show you their personality like here or there and soren ended up growing on me a lot and they end up becoming close enough to Riker, uh closer than that uh that they're just straightforward and they're like yeah we blast our fucking loads onto a husk and the husk absorbs our our dna yeah and Riker's like <laughs> right yeah Riker's well, like uh, you know, our sexual reproduction is a little bit more pleasurable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Soren's a... like, I assure you, jerking <laughs> jer- <laughs> jer- jer- off onto this husk is more than pleasurable. And like, there's like weeks of like foreplay and like leading up to it. It's, you don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. She specifically says it's a ritual. Their mating yeah. practice is a, is a lengthy ritual. Yeah. 
And it's uh, more so, than pleasurable, so. So the reason why they the Enterprise goes to this planet is because uh, this... Uh, the Jedi have asked the Federation for help because one of their ships just mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, and what they end up finding out is there's something uh, maybe I'm miss, maybe I'm not remembering correctly. Uh, like null space. Null space, yeah. And I was like, I, null I, space. <laughs> I, I kept wanting to say unspace <laughs> when I was watching the episode. I, me too, and I'm like, don't say it. Don't, don't say unspace. <laughs> un, unspace is. Uh, listeners, uh, we we have a podcast called Too Much Galavar where we talk about the uh, current uh, the uh, the 2021 IDW Beast Wars comic book, and uh, in in one issue, there's a um, they use the term unspace, and it uh, it 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 cracked me and Cal up. It's um just how dumb of a term it is. No space unspace. isn't much better, mind you, but it is better. So what it is, is um, they, they science it out, but basically in pockets where space-time are forming, the way the Big Bang happened or whatever is there are little pockets of these unspace where um, light and matter are magnetically or something taken away from it. Right. And as a result, you cannot, you can see stars behind it but you can't detect anything in it. And so they end up going, huh, okay. So the Janai um, shuttle must be in that. And we can't yeah. send messages to and, and from each other. Yeah, and this is uh, this is kind of interesting too, because I think at one point they mentioned that um, uh, heretofore, uh, null space had heretofore just been um, theoretical, but yeah. this actually, it's something that they had been uh, hypothesizing. But this actually proved that uh, it's a thing. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so they kind of like, you know, work with, um, I think the planet is Janai as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they work with some scientists from there and they're like, hey, we're going to figure this out. Uh, we're going to map it and we're going to see what we can do. And uh, we'll we'll send a shuttle. We're going to uh, map it out. We're going to send a uh, modified shuttle craft in there uh, to get your people out. We'll figure it out. And we'll the first step is um, Soren's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And Riker's like, because uh, they're on the, the surface, and Riker's like, hang on, you don't know Starfleet <laughs> like technology. Like, hold, L hold your horses. Listen here, bub. This is a Federation craft. Listen here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to go. And they're like, no, I'm going to go. And it's like, fine, well, then let's both go. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it's it's actually no nowhere near as antagonistic sounding as no, that. Oh no, no. <laughs> they're actually very cheerful. Yeah, they're very cheerful. Yeah, they're, they're very cheerful. This is a fun episode. Like honestly, like it's. It, it I like Soren. I like Riker. It's a cheerful episode, and um, they end up uh, until it isn't. Un until it really isn't. I forgot that. Boy oh boy, are there bad endings to a lot of Star Trek episodes. Oh man. yeah. Um, Jesus, uh, I've always uh, appreciated uh, how just how uh, pragmatic uh, Star Trek can be a lot of the time. Like even right down to um, the uh, so, so the the crux of what like there there's this big subplot involving um, Soren being they're basically uh, some people they have one uh, sex. 
yeah, they're they're all like they they have evolved past the concept of gender, basically. So there's yeah. just there there is one gender, everyone is one gender. Or one sex, one gender. Or is there? Or is there? And we find out later on in the episode that uh Soren that from Soren that some people um are some people do actually lean, identify uh, identify like one way or the other male or female and that the race used to have two sexes and they yeah. they view um humans as primitive because they still have two sexes so there's a there's a Q&A between both of them yeah yeah cuz they're like what's the difference and and they're like learning and he's like well men can't give birth and she's like oh huh and he's like, well, uh, and they're usually they have more upper body strength, uh, and they got they got um this drug in them called adrenaline, and it, <laughs> it just it makes them die sooner than women, but but it makes them want to fight things. <laughs> now he he doesn't get into that. Um, yeah, but they usually have like facial hair, blah blah blah. And he's like, well, what about like yours? And it's just like, oh, we all wear these really boring like jumpsuits, and uh, but we need to hide because I. Any of us that feel like we're male or female, uh, we, we kind of get chemically castrated yeah. and, and socially, like, as in, like, they made it seem there was a term, um, biochemically reprogrammed. So basically, yeah. Uh, psychochemically. Psychochemically. And I'm like, yeah, so really invasive fucking brainwashing. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Uh, do- yeah. Welcome to... Um... Uh, conversion there uh, conversion therapy futuristic conversion therapy and the, where the, after and the, a couple hours boom and, and <laughs> they uh, prayed the gay away <laughs> basically and that that's what uh, this this whole episode is is it's a big metaphor for lgbt issues but like in reverse because she's like hey you said he that's not cool and he's all like oh okay, well, what pronouns should I use? And I was like, oh, hey, Riker. Good good for you. And then Soren is like, it's too complicated. You wouldn't understand anyway. <laughs> I'm like, you don't get to be a leader. <laughs> well, well, specifically what she says is that um, uh, they have a, they have a, a specific pronoun to refer to each other that there isn't really any direct translation for and it almost reminds me of japanese suffixes how like you know like you're somebody superior to you or your boss is like son your friends can be like chan or have like a different nickname and so i'm like oh okay i (laughs) i get it it's the relationships professionally and personally to each other right rather than an actual like lineup of uh, gender pronouns. So I was like, okay, fine. I, I do like that. He's like, well, I don't want to say like it because like, that's insulting. Yeah. In yeah. Language. Yeah. In our language. Yeah. That's uh that's disrespectful. Uh, and, and uh, uh, Soren is basically like, you know what? Don't worry about it. And he's like, okay, well, uh, sorry in advance. If I, okay, let, well, uh, if I let a he or she slip out here and there. And I'm like, this is 92. <laughs> this is 92, yeah. 30 <laughs> years it passed ago. me that wrench because they're reconfiguring the... Uh, they're going to photon map this null space. Shoot photons, and every time a photon disappears, that's the edge of the null space. 
Yeah. Makes sense to me. So stage one, mapping it out. And as they're spending time reconfiguring the, and spending time in this, going and mapping it out, um, there's an accident that happens. Um, this is very typical of Star Trek. Oh, something bad is going on. Ugh, stay in your seat. And somebody gets out of their seat to go like press some panels. Ah, and then they fall and knock themselves unconscious. Tell me that's not a a star trek trope <laughs> i i was actually listening to a, a star trek podcast uh earlier and uh they were talking about uh the uh the 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 common plight it that crew members face involving blue lightning coming from computers <laughs> in this show <laughs> yeah blue lightning insurance is a different uh, you have to pay for that separately <laughs> They're like, why, why, why do we, why are we building computers that even have the ability to shoot blue lightning at people? Wait, this is like what twenty one seventy. Oh no, this is uh the twenty fourth century, so this is like twenty three something. Why am I thinking of twenty one seventy one? Is that the first time a starship? That, uh, or am I just making that number up? I think that might be uh, first contact. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Going in, folks. Star Trek. Oh, know. uh, April fifth, twenty sixty-three is the date of first contact. It's coming up, folks. Oh shit! <laughs> We're relying on you, um, toddlers listening to this podcast, because we are not gonna be alive. Uh, it's forty-one years from now. There's a chance. I could be seven. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I probably won't live that long, if I'm being honest. But uh, in fact, I don't think any of us will. So I kind of think that the world's coming to an end. See, we're we're of two different minds. Um, if you've listened to the show, uh, you know that Christopher is like, like he swears he's seen at least uh, three horsemen of the apocalypse um, yeah <laughs> i think that the world actually already ended in 2012 <laughs> and, and we're and in a pocket dimension or, or we're already dead and we're in limbo we're in null space and we're in on space <laughs> and th this is actually <laughs> our hell oh <laughs> uh, this is, yeah this is like purgatory <laughs> yeah so many of us died all at once it's like hey whoa 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 keep them in there uh, it's going to take some time to sort them out. Yeah, yeah. And that's also why everyone's getting crazy. They're showing their true colors. Kill them all. Let God sort them out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you could be onto something. Just saying. We'll yeah. find out in uh, uh, on April 5th, 2063, when the when the Vulcans show up. That's right. We're keep, keep, keep us true to our word. <laughs> Call us out on that date. <laughs> Oh, so what the heck were we talking about? Null space, unspace, right? Yeah. Soren bonked her head, and um, the uh, the doctor, um, Doctor Crusher. Uh, she right. Um, she is like, hold up. Hmm. I'm I'm seeing there's something going on here, some, and some um, sparks are flying. And indeed, they're even having lunch together, Soren and Riker. Yeah, and that's when they have these deeper conversations, and then when they're back at it, because now they're changing a bunch of stuff. Now they're getting ready to enter that unspace. 
And uh, she's like, hey, I got something to tell you. Very professional, by the way. Well, very almost Vulcan-like in the in the delivery. Right. Um, Soren is like, um, I'm a she. Uh, and I think you're hot. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to react. But like, I can tell you this because you don't care and your people don't care. But uh, keep that on the down low. Yeah, and she she shares a story about uh, how how people who identify as uh, one gender or another are heavily ostracized in their society. Uh, they're picked on as children and then sent away to uh, conversion therapy. And she was like, she yeah, she shares the specifically uh, a tale of this uh, this one classmate of hers when she was in school right uh who identify who identified as male and hell not uh, even identified just kind of acted male and would get picked on and picked on and got the shit beat out of them she said he showed up to school one day with like ripped clothing and covered in blood and i'm like holy shit and was like oh i fell down some stairs and the the teachers and the the students were like dumbass and I'm like, out. There's some. This is too real, man. <laughs> There's right. some. Um. So yeah, and she says that shortly thereafter, this kid was sent away for a conversion therapy and came back and talked about how went up mu- in front of the school like during an assembly, and talked about how much happier they were now and how they were a fool. Damn it! And how they actually always loved Big Brother. Like big, big, heavy 1984, like, like societal brainwashing energy. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I've ne- never read the book or seen the movie. It's an easy read. Oh, of course there's a movie, <laughs> but um, it's an easy read. It's not long. Um, it doesn't try to amaze you with like intellectual language. Um, it's interesting. Like you, you'd be able to read it in like a couple days. Um, uh- I don't um, usually like promote books, but like 1984 is is pretty pretty solid. Uh, my uh, uh, in depth in my book podcast uh, based on that's been on hiatus since uh, uh, well October of 2021. There's been mm-hmm. some rumblings lately about it coming back Ooh. in the near future. So maybe we can add 1984 to the list. I, they, I didn't even know there was a move movie of course there I, is though right I, i'm quite sure i'm quite sure there is I'm looking it up 1984 and i think the movie came out in 1984 too oh <laughs> yep 1984 1984 film appropriate it uh yeah right right because it starred john hurt because i remember when he um uh when he he was also in uh, v for vendetta playing a very similar like uh, the the government in uh, V for Vendetta is very 1984 like, and so John Hurt played the main like chancellor like propaganda guy. So I remember people talking about how that was kind of full circle for him. Oh, interesting. There's another movie I haven't seen in a long, long time. V for Vendetta. Yeah. Wachowski siblings produced. I think they wrote the right. I think they right. wrote the screenplay too, which is why uh, V was played by Hugo Weaving, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise when that that was when I found that out. Anyway, so 
so yeah, so Soren uh, shares this story with Riker and is like, so ever since then, I've known that I've had to hide who I truly was mm-hmm. um, for for my own sake. And I'm like, I'm like, I like the um, the the me- the um, uh, the messaging here is very on the nose, but I approve. Yeah. Yeah, it's very it's very very obvious <laughs> watching this episode what they're what they're getting at and i i think they handle it well i i, was I a think little, they do actually i was worried yeah <laughs> i was a little worried <laughs> when uh when we rolled this episode last week and i was like it'll be interesting to see how uh how this 30 year old episode of star trek handles uh gender the the notion of gender and gender identity and mm-hmm. whatnot yeah, although okay. it Although uh, what w- one thing I will say on the subject is it it was a little weird to me to see like uh, like gender neutral a race of gender neutral people. It's it's reversed. It's reversed. Yeah. And and the 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 outcasts are the ones that feel male or female. But by reversing it, if it seems ridiculous when it's reversed, yeah, yeah, that's a stronger message. Yeah, yeah, almost right because it's like, huh, this is ridiculous. That's dumb. Well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Um, uh, I was just reading on Wikipedia that uh, Jonathan Frakes, who plays uh, Commander Riker, uh, said that he felt that the episode was not daring enough in that Soren should have been more, um, more evidently like male presenting. Right. In order for it to. Hmm, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good, uh, good for him, yeah. Apparently the episode was met with both praise and criticism from the LGBT community. In the case of the latter, criticism came from people who felt that it sanctioned the brainwashing therapy to which Soren was subjected, and others who felt that the creative staff uh, abdicated their responsibility to explore the issue. I I can see that. I can see that, because you want a, a better ending. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah, we haven't talked... Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Here's the ending. But, the well, gig is up. Well, we'll it, get there. You know what? We'll continue this this train of thought when we get there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we we can speed things along. They develop a romance. Um, they end up going to oh, oh, and they 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 go and they take the shuttle into null space and they save the uh, the two. It's all white. Uh, it's like a they, white void in there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's um, uh, they they end up uh, rescuing the two uh, uh, Jedi. Uh, scientists and the uh, the uh, Jedi High Council or whatever like throw a party in in and celebration invite, uh, and invite, invite Riker and invite Riker. So Riker and um, Soren end up making out in the woods near the party. Boy, do they! Yeah, like this isn't like a a quick like peck. Like they go out into the jungle and like tongue down throat just. And then it like you know cuts to commercial, and I'm like, did they, yeah. did they pull out a husk? Like <laughs> there, there was some, they like, uh, huge yeah. pent up like, a, <laughs> like that wasn't a normal kiss. Hot damn! <laughs> and uh, well, indeed, they end up getting caught, and Sauron gets uh, taken away. There's a scene with uh, involving uh, uh, Worf and uh, uh, oh, after Riker. Doc- 
Dr. After Riker um, kind of busts in during the hearing. Remember, well, he tries to bullshit them. He he does. But uh, I was going to talk about the scene where they're uh, they're playing poker. Oh, uh, I yeah, think it's, let's, uh, let's address that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a uh, I think it's uh, who was it? Worf, Counselor Troy, Dr. Crusher. And was Jordy there? No, Jordy wasn't there. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was. Um, was LaForge? No. Sorry. Yeah, it was Crusher. Um, Data. Da- data. Yeah, yeah. Data. Because he's Counselor dealing, and he's Troy. got like the the visor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Visor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. He, he always Crusher. Counselor Troy. Worf. Trying to think of uh, is Riker there? Uh no, Riker's not there. Yeah, it's so. It's interesting that that's a scene that Riker's not involved in. But that's when um, um, it's Warf- revealed. I think Soren likes. Yeah, and uh, Worf is Worf is like I don't like those Jedi. Hmm. And uh, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, 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 Counselor Troy is like, why? I, I, yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, he's like, well, um, you know, they, uh, they, they. They don't have two genders. That's that's just not right. And that's Troy's just not right. And Troy is like, why? And then and then Worf is like, uh, and then just changes the subject. I and I love how it's like, um, there's a new dealer, right? So every time there's a few games that go by, there's a new dealer, right? And um, one of them is like, uh, twos and ones are are wild, huh? So this is a woman's game now. And they're like, what? And they're like, hmm. Uh, the more wild cards there are, the the easier uh, the game. The is. easier your it is to make a better hand. And so they're like, so because the game is easier, it's a woman's game. Precisely, men don't mind difficult games, and they know when to fold and and when to bet and when to bluff. They 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 know when to to hold them. They know when to to fold them. They know when to walk away and when to run, and when to fuck. <laughs> and they're like because i am a klingon <laughs> all those wild cards they support a weak hand as weak as a woman's hand um hey, I should I, work I, on it. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a pretty good wharf impression but yeah the scene was uh was amusing but it was just like it was weird to see wharf be like that like regressive i'm like Worf sometimes has like some conservative values, but like this was this was a whole other level for him. And again, they're like he's straightforward with it, and they're like, "Well, we, our customs are probably just as weird to, uh, and our different sexes are probably very strange to the Janai." And um, he's all like, "What you talking about, Doctor?" And she's all like, "Ooh," and Dad is like, "Spill the tea, girl." <laughs> and they're like, "Ooh, I think Soren likes Riker." Yeah, he's like um, disgusting. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so they, uh, so uh, Riker, so Soren gets like put on on trial. Uh, Riker uh, tries to. I dig this man. He storms in there and he's like, "Objection!" <laughs> and they're like, "Dude, dude, get the fuck out of there!" And he's like. No, I'm leveling with you. I came on. I pushed myself onto Soren, and Soren rejected me. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah my dude. And uh, um, Soren. No, she uh, she she 
confesses like what the everything that's going on and they're what like speech too gets right up in like the judge's like face and is like you know like we are not different we're not hurting you like we just feel like we're we're female and some of us feel like we're male and anything that feels like that or in between shouldn't be shouldn't be ostracized shouldn't be judged and shouldn't be uh what's the freaking crazy term again psycho chemically uh, <clears throat> yes yeah, psychochemical conditioning or something like that yeah reconditioned yeah yeah and it's yeah. like that's like cruel and it's like torturous and whatever and i'm like hell yeah fucking tell him did not go the way i thought i thought it was going to be like hmm wow i've never uh, i have a change of heart nope she's all like that's cool take her take them away <laughs> yep oh because now they're admitting it um reconditioning them will be easier because they're admitting they have a problem next yeah. and they like haul her away like by force and i'm like what what the fuck and riker's getting ready to like start tossing tossing fists uh riker then goes uh back to the enterprise and uh has a meeting with captain picard and picard's like yeah, it is a good scene. Um, Picard's like, well, you, you, Riker's like, this is bullshit, man. And Picard's like, well, you, you can't, we can't do anything about it. It's their way. And you and, remember <laughs> rule number one about Star Trek Club. <laughs> uh, the prime directive, you can't, in, can't interfere. That's not, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Picard's like, Look, dude, you got to be careful because if you like go too far with this and like really fuck up, like I can't protect you. Your career could be over. Starfleet and will start. Starfleet will take over the coals, and I can't interfere on this one. Yeah, and and he kind of leaves. He's like, I can't officially help you. Yeah, but maybe we have some business around the planet for a day or so. Yeah. So I I like I like that he's like I I'm not telling you what to do except that you shouldn't do anything but if you have any business <laughs> we're gonna be around the planet if yeah uh, you and Worf just happen to uh, feel like beaming down to the planet to uh, to go sightseeing I I didn't know about it yeah <laughs> I was drinking tea man <laughs> actually and, uh, actually speaking of um i just remembered back when um back at the party just before they got caught there was this the scene where um where uh uh soren is like talking about the like plant the like vegetation on the planet she's like i could give you a a, a tour of our shrubberies oh shrubberies <laughs> i can you know, and, and Riker is like, that'd be a wonderful idea. I'm deeply fascinated of xenobotany. It's like, it's so obvious. It's, I, 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 anybody I, walking by is like, they're gonna fuck. And he's like, xenobotany is something I'm very interested in. I, I'm like, I yeah, would, I bet you are. I, I, I would be very fascinated to, to get a look at your, um, your wondrous bushes wondrous go bushes. show me go go show me where uh what bushes these husks grow in <laughs> for science <Yeah. laughs> 
it's so obvious that they're like hard flirting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. indeed, throughout the show, her commanding officer, right before commercials, the camera <laughs> turns and zooms in on this fucking person going. Yeah, her her, her multiple times. I, I know her her boss her boss was uh was sus like right away. Um uh, yeah, so uh, Ry- Riker and Worf uh, beam back down to the planet uh, in plain clothes, in not plain- in their uniforms. Oh, real quick before that, Riker goes in and he's like, I know what you're going to do, and I want you to take me with you. And he's like, mm, what are right. you talking about? And Riker's like, if you order me to stay behind on the ship, I will follow your orders. But as a friend fighting for something that you care about, and you can see he's getting excited. Like he he's got that like fighting spirit in him or whatever. He's like, um, I will side with you through hell and high water. This is actually kind of um This is uh, a good character development was, between the it, two. This is a, a good little bit of um uh uh progression for Worf, because like earlier in the episode, he was like, Oh, I don't like the Jedi, because they're yep. different. And now he's like all right, Commander, let's go save your girlfriend. Let's go save your girlfriend. I'm curious about the husk. I must admit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, he's like, and I don't know if that's the warrior spirit in him. He's like, let's go fuck them up. No, fuck them, right? Because they're all about like independence and being strong or whatever. I think it is more him being like, you know what? It None of that shit matters. This guy is getting ready to like, like, get his ass kicked to go save his girlfriend. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they beam. Yeah, plain clothes. I like their sweaters. Clothes. I like yeah. the future, future sweaters. <laughs> One of them is in nighttime blue on the... and the other is in red. It's the... yeah. can't, can't be matchy matchy now. <laughs> oh no, that would be weird. <laughs> oh, you wore blue too. I, I'm going to go back and change. No, no, you, you, you can stay. I, I'm going to go change. People will think we're gay. <laughs> I I I want to go help you rescue your trans girlfriend, but uh I don't want people thinking, you know, I'm an ally, but I'm I'm straight. I I'm I am very heterosexual. Bro. <laughs> I am very uh, cis and hetero, I assure you. <laughs> well, what's manlier color than blue? Oh, you know what? I'm just going to come back in black. <laughs> it goes with everything. <laughs> not that uh, I care. Not that I not care, that I about, care about matching clothes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I care about fashion or, or what I match with. Oh, screw it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I like to think that um, Worf is a fashionista. You know what I mean? Like he's got like 15 different like pairs of like Civ, Civ shoes. Yeah, like a different color of sweater, and and just like like a weird collection of Christmas sweaters, like an unhealthy yeah. amount of Christmas sweaters, like with lights on them, like twenty different Christmas sweaters. I don't even celebrate this Earth holiday. I just enjoy the I just enjoy the sweaters that uh, coincide with it. Meanwhile, you go into his quarters and he's got Christmas lights up, like on December first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me in space. <laughs> like like november boom it's christmas time baby <laughs> uh, uh so so what happens here um it's nighttime on the planet and they see that uh soren is being escorted by like guards yeah 
and they come out of nowhere and they're like oh. the two guards are like hey we, you're not supposed to wait a second <laughs> and then they they, they trek foo them they 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 trek wrestle them they wrestle them <laughs> um while Worf is dealing with them on the side uh Riker and um there's only two guards uh Riker and Soren like run away to go and have a private convo in the bushes and um and uh Riker's like they're a little too late yeah Riker's Seems like they, uh, all right pushed baby her conversion therapy uh onto the same day not the next day that the judge had scheduled them for it's almost like um they thought that some interference does. might have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Man. Riker's like, uh, let's go, baby. And uh, Soren is like, no, I, I was wrong. I, I'm very, very happy now. I, and also, I was sick. You'll get, you'll get in trouble because I'll, whatever. And, and I was sick and I'm happier now. I, I don't know why I thought that. And he's like, oh, the doctor can like, you know, use hormones or try to undo whatever it is they did to you. And Soren is like, no, I, I don't want that. And he's like, I know we've known each other for like a week, but like, baby, I love you. And she's yeah. like, okay, dude. And <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, Sorry, bro. But like that proves that it is like, this is a different person because it's one thing to have be chemically or psycho chemically like altered or whatever but like there were feelings and emotions and even if the attraction isn't there like the memories are still there but yeah i not enough and so that proves that hey hey this isn't just like oh you know we're, we're gonna take you some anti-gay pills this is high it's brainwashing yeah totally it's, it's invasive brainwashing because there's nothing there and she's just like Get away from me, dude. Uh, so uh, Riker goes back. Riker and Worf go back to the ship. Riker's on the bridge with Picard. Oh, Picard... it's like a fast forward to the next morning. Yeah, yeah. Picard is like, uh, so Starfleet wants us to go and do blah, blah. Um, I like this. He turns to, to Riker and he's like, unless we have more business on Janai. And uh, Riker's like, uh, nope, no, every everything is sorted out. Nope. That's fine. Everything's good. I it's like, okay. I I I appreciate uh uh Picard being like we were talking about earlier, being like, I can't officially help you or allow you to get involved, but I will give you the time you need. Who and if we happen to have a certain Janai like castaway? that I accidentally discover in a few days that I, and they want asylum. Uh, maybe that's a different thing. Like reading between the lines, like huge bro, absolutely huge bro move. And yeah. Star Trek has always been like, Hey, this is technically what's legal, but what I yeah. don't know can't hurt me. And there's a lot of wiggle <laughs> room. And so I really appreciate, uh, he is a very small part in the episode, but that friendship there is, is great. Uh, uh, Patrick Stewart always uh, steals the show in like any scene he's in. Yeah, yeah. E even when the scene's thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's it. They go okay. Warp speed. We out of here. 
and it ends with them zipping away from uh, sharing all the data of the uh, null space and then zipping away. And that's that. <laughs> that's that's yep. the episode. There's nothing they could do to help her. It's out of their hands. Uh, it it's a very it is what it is kind of ending, which uh, which I dig. I like. I, uh, I can see the problems with it, but again, I dig the hey man. Sometimes things don't end. Yeah, and like this is the kind of reason why I like Star Trek. Why I've always liked Star Trek so much is, um, it's often what's going on in the show is often much more about moral and ethical dilemmas than like yeah. Like, like uh, I'll take that over fucking space wizards with laser swords, any day. You, you know what, man? When I was a kid, I was like. Pfft. Star Trek, man, space wizards with laser swords. Let me tell you. And now, like into my thirties, I'm like, man, this one episode was better than. And yes, you can come at me. Than the last three Star Trek, Star Wars movies. Yeah, I mean, I well, I uh, actually really enjoyed uh, the Last Jedi, but yeah, you you liked the Last Jedi. Yeah, I the latest one. Uh, this is not a Star Wars podcast, I assure you, but the uh, the latest one, or the last one, episode nine, was one of the most incompetent, incompetently written movies I've ever seen. I was out. I was done before that. I uh, was not expecting or caring anything about what was that, episode nine? I, I mean, was done. yeah, uh, it, <laughs> The Last Jedi could have just ended that franchise, because it even ended on, like, a hopeful note. Like, uh... Uh, well, it did though. I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 Like Snoke was dead. Snoke, the big bad, was dead. Um, what's his name? Uh, emo. Uh, Ren Solo. Ren and Kylo Snippy. Ren. Kylo Kylo Ren. Yeah. Uh, he was taking over the First Order. Gonna go rule the galaxy. I'm the, gonna make my own club with 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 laser swords and and, they, and they shirtless were, men. The, the rebellion is like all but crushed, but they did get away and it ends on a hopeful note that, you know, like this kid, uh, like a the a, force is a, returning is returning. Cause we see this, the kid on the, um, the, the casino planet, whatever it was called, actually be able to use the force. So intuitively. Yeah. 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 So I dug it. like you could have just ended the fucking franchise with that. Like no, I everything just... comes in threes. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, that was uh, uh, episode one seventeen. Uh, John one was seven of uh, <laughs> of Star Trek: The Next yeah. Generation. Uh, yeah, and I so after watching the Outcast episode one seventeen of uh, Star Trek um, Siege, um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Would um would you tune in next week? Uh yes I would. And in fact I did already. And in fact you have multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Uh me I I as well. Um I actually think I'd I'd like this more as an adult. Like I, I dug this. It it was wholesome. It had like man, like a depressing episode, but like tackling those kind of like moral dilemmas. I'm and I love space. You know what? I shit talk sci-fi so much for somebody who loves sci-fi in space, but uh, this is its like most of what we do, like uh, other than um, our, our reboot podcast, which we have, Alphanumeric. Um, 
almost all of the stuff we we review is like space stuff it seems uh beast wars the beast machines it's all futuristic shadow raiders like <laughs> shadow raiders that's uh yeah i i really like sci-fi i always have since i was a little kid uh well definitely you know what we should do a um uh was there enough there were enough shows we should do a stargate themed month sometime oh, <laughs> because there were three stargate uh live action shows but there was also a stargate cartoon so there were technically four stargate shows so we could do a stargate month there's a stargate cartoon yeah i've never watched it but i know it exists Hold my phaser <laughs> stargate cartoon oh hot damn there it is stargate infinity right right oh. Stargate. Uh, this looks franchise. wild. <laughs> and uh, uh, then the aliens and kind of has an interesting animation. Well, there you go. I guess there also was Stargate Origins, which was a web movie that came out in 20. 20- I know there's comics here and there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stargate Origins was not very good, but I was like, well, at least they're doing something with the, at least they the did IP. something with the IP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, yeah yeah let's let's do a stargate themed month sometime and before we uh wrap up here uh what's your opinion on people that clump like fantasy and sci-fi together uh to me i dislike that a lot uh, so do I. one is magic and the other is technology that's and why one could argue clark tech the term where if technology is so advanced it's indistinguishable from magic no it's very different to me uh, lord of the rings is different than star trek <laughs> uh, i have long made the argument that star wars is not sci-fi that it is space fantasy there are literally fucking wizards in it and <laughs> magic there, powers magic powers and it follows the like the a lot of fantasy st- story um tropes and archetypes um and the there is technology in star wars but it doesn't talk it doesn't really talk about it at all whereas like in something like star trek they get like often well even if it's like completely just made up shit they'll get like right into the nitty-gritty about like the the technology yeah and even even if it's um like hypothetical or you know, it, it's a stretch. At least there, there's an attempt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't consider Star Wars science fiction for that reason because I think it is much more. It is it is in space, but it's more. Yeah. It's much more fantasy than science fiction. Whereas Star Trek, I feel like is firmly. Uh, th- there's things that are like magic, but because it attempts to explain and there's constant maintenance um they explain the philosophy of a lot of like iffy technology like Mm -hmm. the um the um wow my brain is like going uh the the teleportation the um the transporter transporter um there's some interesting transporter episodes Um, right like uh you know what I'll, i'll save that for another episode of laser laser comb the uh, the moral dilemma of what happens <laughs> when you transport 
you are a ascent you are destroyed and uh a new version of you is put back together using molecules that are in that local area to reformat and make a copy of you that existed at the time that you were destroyed in the yeah. transporter and in fact they have even been able to bring people back from the dead because they still like their transporter pattern was still in the transporter buffers so they were able to just like recompile them Ooh, that brings up a lot of a lot of lot of ethical uh questions and uh the the show does actually address all of that um i'm huh i'm curious now and then in that regard couldn't you store people's patterns and it's like ah oh, crap Riker's dead well we got a backup Riker <laughs> well we got another one well it indeed they're actually speaking of Riker there was an episode where um uh, a transporter mishap occurred and uh he ended up with he ended up uh being beamed into two locations so there ended up being two Rikers and they're like what do we do with that and the other one just ended up uh, like going off and uh, serving in Starfleet as Thomas Riker. And oh, yeah, because they're like, well, I mean, it's it's still like a but neither a is the original. It, it's still a copy, both a but copy. it's but but it's like um, like it's still Riker. So they're like, it's not like we can just destroy him. No, we, we gotta like this is unfortunate that this happened but like and not only that you could argue both of them are a copy and the one that was killed last in the transporter right whoa yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's some shit so interesting so they, they acknowledged that he is an individual and gave him a different name man can you imagine you're like working do 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 you're trying to like talk you bump into yourself and then it's like you have to uh, Christopher Siege, you have to be. I don't know what would your other name be. I I assume he chose a his own name. Yeah, yeah. He well, uh, Thomas is uh, Riker's middle name, so he just went by. He Thomas became Riker. he became Thomas Riker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would I be? I I guess I would be John Siege. John, there you go. John John my, Siege. John Siege. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> right. do, 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 do. that's for like two listeners <laughs> no actually like you had mentioned um in previous episodes we have uh there's a lot of overlap with our in interests including wwe but yeah, uh yeah. yeah that's uh that's well, an interesting philosophy talk folks well, that was uh, episode 28 of the Lasercomb podcast. Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get uh, hours each and every week of preamble audio of us shooting the shit before, before we get started recording the shows proper. Uh, you also get a monthly-ish commentary track. At the uh, $10 tier, you get our uh, weekly-ish news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight, and... Uh, you also, if you want to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast, you can do that at the ten dollar tier. We've had some uh, some pretty interesting choices over the past uh, uh, over the past several months. Uh, in fact, our first episode of this podcast was a Patreon sponsored show. That's right, a, a show that I didn't know 
or did either of us know that existed? Orphan no. Black? <laughs> oh, what what was it? It was uh completely or, Am I remembering that right? Dark Orphan. Dark Oracle. That was it. There we go. Is Orphan Black a show? Am I It is a show. The... It is oh, okay. a show, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it actually just got announced recently that it's coming that uh, it's coming back soon because it ended, I think, in like 2018. Oh, wild. Yeah. Um, Dark Oracle. That was wild. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash lasercomb. Or uh, follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. And Cal, you are at Twitter. I am at the Twitter. Uh Neocal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we'll be back next. We're continuing on uh, with our Star Trek themed month. And uh, we'll be back next week with the next Star Trek show in uh, in the order of release, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So to figure out what, uh, what we're going to be watching, I'm going to hit screen share here. All right. Uh, how many episodes of Deep Space Nine were there? 176. All right. So numbergenerator.org. One random number between 1 and 176. And here we go. And beam me down. 134. Is a season six episode uh that is season six episode 10 the magnificent ferengi quark mounts a rescue mission when his mother uh ishka is captured by the dominion and grand nagus zek offers a reward for her return all right i i i love quark episodes so um i've never been a big controversial opinion but i've never been a big fan of uh star trek deep space nine so uh we'll we'll see and uh well anyway we're gonna get out of here i've been the siege one of your hosts and i'm neo cal your other host and thanks for listening we'll catch you next time and uh two to beam up set phasers to stunning scotty anybody Uh oh <laughs> O'Brien, Chief O'Brien. Oh, wow. Don't, don't, we're, don't, don't we're fail digging, me now. We're digging to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bye bye. Bye. One, two, three, four, five,